Okay, if you want to sponsor the Turbo Douche of the Week, please. Um, I'll see if there's a contact uh, at Massengill. Watched uh, watched a couple of uh, freaking hot last night. I think I, at 10 o'clock it was still 96 degrees. It sucked. But free golf balls for a year. Anybody shows me a video of tasing a bat. Why wouldn't you be all over Paige Spareneck? Nostalgia and testicle sweat. But last night, as great as a fans as, as Paul and I are, I couldn't hang till 1.30 in the morning, whatever it was. But this is what we missed. Got it up? Why don't I hear it? It's I up. still don't hear it. It's up. Really? Do you have it muted on your computer? No. It was oh. a high drive to deep right Dang field. It. Back goes that dude. We just had it all already. She is gone. Let's try one more time. Uh-oh. No, that was, that was Dave. And I still don't hear it. Oh, well. Something ain't happening. Don't. Struggling. It is struggling. Darn it. We had it muted. Ah, uh, let's do this one more time. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, there's an e-break. Let me give you two stats. One, he was the number fifth highest picked guy in DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Go, go! Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Well, howdy ho and good morning. It is right up against 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. It is Saturday morning, November 18th. And if it's around this time on this day, then for the last 29 years, you have the tea box. Today is a two box. Craig Rosengarten and Rick Arnett. Eli Jordan has been in Alabama. Yes, yeah, he still work for us. Well, he'll be here next time. week. He and I will be covering the the weekend yeah, after Thanksgiving. He was on the press trip. He's been in on a few press trips lately. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's perks to this job. Can be. Yeah. You get to go to you Alabama. Take advantage of him. I wonder if he stayed. He was going to stay to see an Alabama game. He was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Well, if we've never you're been to a real SEC game, although they're playing like you know Cadwallader State or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite the same. I don't know. I I took my wife to her first ever Georgia game, and we played some patsy. Mm. But it was still a blast. I mean, we tailgated for a few hours and saw some old friends. Was that your homecoming? Usually they pick no, the worst opponent. it was the first home game of the season. Okay. All right. So everybody was in good spirits, ready to go. My poor daughter that is alumni from Arkansas, even when they have their homecoming game and they schedule a patsy, they lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't win. Can't win for losing. All right, T-Box proudly sponsored by your PGA Tour Superstores. Four locations in the Metroplex. Fast approaching the holiday season, and you can get $50 off two fifty if you mention the T-Box. So our buddy Mike Broson always wants to make sure every time we start the show yeah, and we say the time, yeah, and, you know, we have a delay, he always wants to be that guy. Uh-huh. Just say, hey, it's 8.03. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, Mike. Go sell a car. It's a good point. Thanks for thanks for listening, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I like clients who listen. They can say whatever they want. Whatever they want. 
All right. We have a lot of stuff going on today. We actually have – this is getting towards the end of the year. This is the last official PGA tournament of the year for guys to make their uh, make their card. Yeah. Or get conditional status. Yeah. Or do corn ferry or start selling something because this is this is it. Yeah. We'll get into that at 8.30. And I find those stories – more compelling than what Rory's doing down in Dubai. Yeah. Well, I, I watched the DP World Tour Championship. It was on this morning. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, Mr. Wallace shoot a 60. See what he did on the back nine? Mm-mm. All birdies. 27? 27. Pretty good. So it shows it's possible to shoot a perfect score of 54. But I will tell you, you know, we'll talk about it, but mm-hmm. Victor Hovland is really oh, He's really so locked in. You know what? Good. Once he learned how to chip, that was his that was his downfall. So yeah. he'll win. He'll win tomorrow. Mark it down. Uh oh, here we go. Hot sports opinion. The cold cold stone lock of the month. Okay. Stone cold lock. Whatever. Wait a minute. We're not, wait. <laughs> See, EA EA gave you the the go ahead on that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't forget the new Avid Golfer Passbook is out. Go to myavidgolfer.com. It's the lowest price you'll ever see. And we got a special. You don't even know this. Mm. Let me hit you with some knowledge. Hit me. For till tomorrow, yep. we have a, if you want to buy four for your foursome, mm-hmm. you can buy four and get it for 35 bucks a piece. Nice. So that's cheaper than we've ever, ever, ever sold it. But we figure we're saving a little on postage. So Great stocking stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Support small business. Before tomorrow. Before tomorrow, the four spot is only good till tomorrow. Excellent, excellent. We have Golf Moose up. We have Tangle Ridge up. Tangle Ridge doing very well. Yeah. Uh, and if you missed out, if you just went to it, Lake Arlington sold out in a day. So Shame on y'all. You get your emails, and if you feel like you think you want to play it, you better buy it. Don't you have another one that may sell out next week? Hmm. Let's see. Within the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. We have one posting up on Tuesday. That should be huge. Yeah. All right. Uh, here, we do not have Kern. Kern is doing SMU football, which means we're going to 1030 today, or specifically 1028. We have Michael Corkum filling in. He's uh, he's Kern's right-hand man. Good morning. Good morning. He had to do some uh, a little bit of uh, flexibility, a little, little calisthenics on the engineering side this morning. Worked out just fine. Always good to have you. Yes, sir. Our engineer has a better radio voice than we do. I said that last time. I don't think you were here, but I said that last time he filled in. Just too timid. Too timid? Yeah. That's the best part about the ticket, though. It was one of the few stations that did not employ everybody with a baritone, bass-like voice. Well, you had Norm. We had Norm and Dan, and you, I mean, you had you had some guys that were yeah. that were different, and so it just shows. That's bring it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, back at the station, as I said, we have E. A. Azad. Hey guys, running the show. What's up, boy? It's a great morning. Doing? Really? It's a great morning. Why is it so great? Just trying to be positive. All right. Well, oh. you're working for us. Oh, you're usually working. <laughs> usually working for us launches your career. Can. So it can. We'll see. It does. Who's doing tickers during the week right now? During Kevin Landrum. Kevin Landrum. Yeah, where, yeah. where was he last? Here. I think so. Yep. Well. I think so. Sean Bass was doing is doing 
weekdays. And one he to started three. here. Started here. Layla Rahimi mm-hmm. has her own show in Chicago. TV. Started TV ticket, show. tickers here. Mm-hmm. So it happens. Also, trying to follow in their footsteps would be one Dylan Reed, I believe, if Killer's schedule is correct. Doing tickers? Or not. Or not. Dylan Reed? Are we going to have silent tickers today? I mean, his thing is up, so I don't know why he's not talking. It's all right. You got got him taped, kidnapped, and gagged. Yeah, okay. Don't move in ten to noon next week. Uh, Hello? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Here I am. Now Here that's am. a delay. Here I am. No, it's not what that happened? significant. I just had it turned down in here. I'm I'm honestly really glad you guys checked in with me because I would have had this thing all the way down during my first ticker. That would have been interesting. That would have been a about a two minute e break. Yeah. Uh, no, EA would have said something to him pretty quick, wouldn't he? Throw nope, something so. at the window. Great ticker right. bed though. So there you go. All right, let's get this show on the road. We have a lot of golf stuff to get to. And Craig, at some point today, maybe at eight fifty, I think. No, at nine ten. Craig, Craig's wild tale of almost getting one hell of a windfall. Yeah. One hell of a windfall. But up next. And my awful, awful football betting. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, what's happening on the tour. Rory versus Cantley. Rory decides to leave a big uh, position on the policy board. All that good stuff. We'll talk about that next on The Little Ticket. Such a good headbanging song, isn't it? Yep. Good one, EA. For our esteemed clients, Invited Clubs brings you this segment. If you're looking to join a private club here in town. Yeah, why not? Eight, nine of them, all different price ranges, all different locations. So there's one in near and dear and close to your heart. All super fun, too. Absolutely. Go to invitedclubs.com. 8.30, we got a leaderboard, maybe a couple. And uh, some factoids I came up with as I was doing some digging. But before that, Rory has been in the news. And Rory has been in the news for two main reasons. The first one, I am not surprised about at all. And that's when he decided to leave the uh, uh, tourist policy, uh, policy board. He just said, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm getting stretched out too much. So the question is, only because it's the middle of – or the end of November and we don't have much else to talk about. We have an extra half hour. Yes, we do. If he wants to be off – I mean, if hey, look, I'm in a I, – I have a homeowner's association. That's not something I ever want to really – I know there's only a hundred houses, but you got to be a special breed to want to run that. that show. I just, yeah, it's like you know what? I'm, I'm happy that somebody else does it, and I support them. But it's not my thing. And I, I think when you get onto the policy board, it's probably more work. But and I also, it's worth. But I also wonder how much voice they have. Like, if you own, if you run a country, if you're on a country club mm-hmm. and you're on the board, mm-hmm. and it's a member-owned club. Mm-hmm. You've got some pull. A little bit. But if it's a corporate-owned club, how much pull do you really have? I guess unless you start a a mass mutiny and everybody leaves, you know, you play that power card. Let's just say say the corporation just decides to come up with something crazy audacious, and it's against everything that the the members thought they were getting. And so the board goes, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to... Good luck trying to fill our spots. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's even saying, ever happened. There's, there's not that much power you have when you are not 
there's still somebody above you making a decision. When so it's a member own, when it's a member owned club, that yep. board makes the decision. When it's a corporate owned club, you know the, the 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 board could make any decision, and then whoever is at the top looking at a P and L can say, "We're ain't doing that." Typically, We're, and so I wonder on this when it's a policy board like this, how much pull the board really has. And I and I only bring that up because when you think about it. Uh, Monahan made the decision to join forces with Liv. Yeah, nobody knew without that. asking the board. Yep. And so, if I'm on the board and you're making those decisions without me, mm-hmm. why am I on the flipping board? And normally, you don't see the the top tier players joining that board. It's the Peter Malnati's. Might be a Michael Kim. There's usually one or two. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. How, I don't even know how involved they get. I think. I'm and that's say Jordan was Jordan in was on it, it yeah, for it was a while. On. I mean, usually Justin Thomas was on it for a but while. But I, I just don't know what they're you know how much they really get into it. I don't know. Tiger was never on it. Although no. Tiger, I don't think I, Phil was on it. Either. I heard Tiger's making some waves right now, and he wants a policy. He wants a board special board meeting of some sort. I don't know. Look, he ain't playing. Maybe no. um, just catting for his kid. Not catting. Yeah, I know. But uh, I don't know, and, and I think if you're going to spend that amount of time. And you're not getting much out of it. And he was, unfortunately for him, the the mouthpiece for the entire tour against Liv. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure it affected his game. Yeah, he won the uh, the, the Order of Merit in uh, in Europe, and he you know did fine this year. Still hasn't won a major in I don't know 16 attempts now. So it's um, got more than that. I yeah, think, you're it? probably right. I think it's been seven eight years. Yeah. So math is off today. So I don't see the upside to it, and that's okay. I just don't know, to your point, what what would matter. if Why would you want to be on that board, and how much say do you have, or are you just sitting there filling a seat? And you Only put if on a you have a – You get a bonus from your endorsements? If, if you, if, no, if you have if, – if there's a – you're a giant pot smoker, hmm. and it's like, you know what? I'm going to get on that damn policy board so they legalize – it's yeah, you okay. have an agenda. Yeah, if you have some reason to do it, some look. I I got on in my homeowners association. I got on. I thought our landscaping looked like absolute ass crack, <laughs> and so am I allowed to say that? I just did. And so I got on the board. I got on the committee, the landscape committee, until they chose a new landscape company. And then I got off it, and things are awesome now. So, yep. It just depends on yeah. what you want to do. I had an agenda. And how much so. time? Yeah, how much time do you have? Uh, also, uh, m- remember the old brouhaha with uh, brouhaha. That's a weird word. Uh, with uh, Rory and Patrick Cantley and his caddy Joe Lacava. And Cantley's on the policy board. Yeah. So and maybe that's one reason you wanted to get. He obviously he he said some very um, derogatory call him comments. a D. Call them a D. Give him a D word. Yep. Yeah. And he said, I don't like that guy. I don't like anything about him. And he made a comment that the way he said it was, you know, the whole uh, battle with, with Joe LaCava, who's mm-hmm. can't, caddy, and he was Tigers. He goes, he was such a nice guy when he caddied for Tiger. Yep. And then he changed because he's working for that D. Yep. And yeah, that's uh... and then I just it was weird. And then he and then he talked about that. I didn't really remember this, and I don't know how much you, because you were in Italy, that he had a little skirmish with Bones 
outside the parking lot. Well, Bones, he wasn't in a skirmish with Bones as much as Bones was trying to keep him from doing something crazy. And Bone, and he went after Bones. Well, he's like, get out of my way. He was just in a rage. He goes, I wasn't in a good mind space at that moment, and obviously. That's, and that's what he said. He goes, I feel bad about what I did with Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, obviously, he doesn't love Patrick Cantley. And you and I have always looked at Patrick Cantley. And I remember him as a junior. Mm-hmm. He never said much. We didn't. Um, he was a year older than my kid, so you know, in the world of, and he was really, really good. And that year wasn't as good as the year below it. You know, the year mm-hmm. below it had Ty, had yeah. Jordan and Justin, and you know that whole group. Um, and so I, we didn't see him very much, but he didn't talk very much either. Well, he also had to go through some uh, personal issues. His his one of his best friends died in a car accident, I believe, and, and then he got in an accident. I think uh, I don't know if it was the same one where he really injured his back. He was a mess for a while. Mm-hmm. So those things will beat you down. Uh, but even on the course, there's certain players. I always thought uh, later in life, I think he's he got nicer, uh, more amiable. But Davis Love the Third always looked like a guy who was just smelling something bad all the time. He just never smiled. Or, and Cantley's kind well, of the you same know, way. If you go back to if you go back to Pat to Cantley, how, how many years ago it was when he was he was playing uh, DeChambeau at Memorial, mm-hmm. and he just couldn't stand DeChambeau. And that was when we all yeah. were looking at DeChambeau as, you know, kind of guy is this guy. <laughs> and I started to like Cantley a little bit better after that, thinking, all right, he might be a, he might be one of us. You know, <laughs> he's he's he might be a guy's guy more so than I thought. And uh to Roy and to Roy's point, maybe not. Hard to tell, but when you're that high profile a, a player, um, anything you say is going to be magnified. One, yep. and two, uh, is it is it even worth it? I mean, I love it. I the thing I miss most about the players going to live are the are the outlaws because I think that made the tour better. Somebody you love to hate, yep. whether it's a Patrick Reed or Bryson or, or whoever, right? And the tour really doesn't have anybody like that right now, and you kind of want a little rivalry. You want a little animosity in a good-natured way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the tour has that. And, and I don't think Cantley's that guy either because he doesn't show any emotion. He just, again, looks like he's smelling something bad all the time. Yeah. And so. I don't I don't know. I, You know, you either need a bad guy or you need Tiger back, right? I well, mean, you can always use Tiger back. Yeah. Nothing trumps Tiger. And I wonder, by the way, so his kid – I found this fascinating, and and so his kid's playing in the state high school championship in Florida. Mm -hmm. Tiger's out there watching him. Yep. Now, when you were worth a billion dollars and you aren't working. Per se. That's the world's greatest, right? Following your kid around. Sure. I I mean, I did it, and I was working. Probably killed our business at Mm -hmm. the time, but um, so – He's probably in a real happy place. Tiger is getting to watch his kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, we all talk, we we all hear about how good Charlie is. He's got a really good swing. <laughs> so Charlie is number three on his high school team. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman. Yep. One A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Class A state championship. One A. What's 1A look like in Texas? Not much. Like, 
not even six man football. So I don't, I don't take anything away from. I mean, Charlie. He's fresh. Charlie Woods is a freshman. Well, geez, when Jordan was a freshman, he was a he was a killer man, absolute killer. He was unbelievably good as a freshman. Charlie's a freshman in one A, mm-hmm. and he's still Tiger's kid, right? And he's still going to play at Stanford, probably, probably. Um, and whether he makes the top five or not, and you and you you still have to live with the fact that that guy is yeah. my dad, and I have to try to. That's impossible. What superstars' kids ever made it? Really, really made it. A superstar. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. It's I mean, hard, man. You look at the Griffies, but Ken was way better than his dad. Yeah. And his dad was a really good player, but yeah. he just wasn't. I mean, I look at Nicholas's kids. They all tried to make oh, it. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. And they were good. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They weren't that. No. It's hard, man. It's hard. And you, you have to live in the shadows of your dad like that. I, I mean, take up theater because that's the best chance you can. Try something else. <laughs> he finished in a tie for 26th in the individual, but uh, his – his team won, and uh, Tigers High School never won a state championship. By the way, maybe the Mannings is the only one. Would you say Archie was a superstar? I, he was my favorite player growing he up. He was fun. I don't know why. But he was on a horrible I team. I was too young to know why. He, I saw that. He was on. That was my heyday of, of mm-hmm. watching the Rams. And everything. He, he just got obliterated. He was one of those guys that was a really good quarterback on the worst team in the league. So I think he, they led the every year in sacks and – so, yeah, the talent was probably awesome. Mm-hmm. The downside is his results weren't because he, he was surrounded by he wasn't nothing. Tom Brady level. He wasn't, no, no, yeah, no. no. Yeah, it's, they don't make you don't make it that way. It's hard. So, I don't. I don't want to take anything away from Charlie, but I also want to take away from all the. Hey, he's in his state. He's just won his state championship. I yeah, one A. I know. I know. <laughs> Go ahead and belittle him. All right, it is uh, eight. I don't want to belittle. I want to put <laughs> it in perspective. I'm not belittling. 827 on the little ticket. T-Box. This is brought to you by our great friends over at Arcus Golf. They have not only public courses in town from all different price ranges, including Cowboys. They also have a couple of private courses. They have Lantana and Gentle Creek. And can we say uh, if you've ever played um, Cowboys in the last Mm -hmm. few years, say a hearty farewell to Jessica. Yeah, who yeah, was the GM, the Jessica GM Salinas, is now uh-huh. moving to uh, Lantana. Lantana, so uh, good luck there. We'll miss her. Yep, and the course is looking oh so sweet. All right, uh, up next, let's get into what's going on in the last official tournament of the year for the PGA Tour. Weather looks pretty good today, mid-60s. Sunny today, going to be sunny tomorrow. Golf courses should be packed as usual. I got shoulder surgery coming up, so I'm going to play as many rounds as I can. Yeah, just blow it up. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I'll play tomorrow. There you go. Texas Junior Golf Tour, City of Arlington Golf Course, the viewing view of GMC, bring you this segment. Uh, up next, got some local news that might affect one tour, and some interesting stuff going on. I know Liv, every kind of shakes her head. Some of the stuff is getting intriguing. The Carlos Ortiz story is intriguing to me. That one, and uh, don't forget Matthew Wolf. We'll talk about that at uh, 8.50. And then Craig will give you his uh, oh-so-close story. Of... I almost retired. <laughs> I don't know about that, but 
for pretty two good hours, pretty good I windfall. Was, I was staring at my phone and couldn't do anything else because I was about to hit a big one. All right, that's at nine ten. But first, we have an RSM Classic, and that is the last official tournament of the year. And Craig and I talked about this yesterday. Uh, Ludwig Aubert, 67-64. He leads by one shot over Danny McCarthy, Sam Ryder, and Eric Cole. I would say Eric, now Eric Cole's, what, 36? 35. 35. Ludwig is 23. At most. Whatever. They're probably the, the top candidates for Rookie of the Year, if it matters. They came in for for different reasons. Uh, obviously, Eric Cole played a lot more uh, tournaments because he played thirty five events. Yeah. By the way, and if you're, you're an old like me, Laura Boz kid. Yep. Ultra break Thirty five events and um, done everything but win. He's had two seconds. Mm-hmm. Ludver, Ludwig von Strasser, Don A Bear, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, good no kid, disrespect. Tech Tech kid, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, He's played nine to nine, ten times, mm-hmm. made the cut nine times, mm-hmm. and has one second. Yep. And he lost in the playoff. So Cole's got Ryder way cut. more top tens, mm-hmm. way more everything, way more cuts made, but he's played a lot more events. So his body works way bigger and broader. Bears is way smaller, but... My question is, how many, how many tournaments, what's the minimum to play in a year where... You still have another year to be a rookie. Like in baseball, you, there's a minimum amount of games. If you play only this amount of games, you have like um, uh, right the left fielder for the Rangers. Yeah, um, he gets to be a candidate for rookie of the year next year because he was he was called up so late. I don't like brain farting on that. But um, anyway, I wonder if the same thing with with golf because because Ludwig hasn't been on there very often. No. So anyway. That's what's going on there. Uh, but I'm more curious, if you look over to the right, if you're looking on the web page, uh, where you're projected, top 125 keeps their uh, full tour card. Well, let's, let's go. Let's look first at, um, uh, look at the top 50. Mm-hmm. And the guys outside looking in, you got Kucher. He's mm-hmm. 52nd. He's probably not qualified. Oh, he won, didn't he? Yeah, I think he won. So maybe he's in. But you got him, Mackenzie Hughes, Ben Griffin, Taylor Montgomery, all 55, between 51 and 55. Mm-hmm. So they need, and they're projected to stay where they are right now. So they're not moving anywhere. Look, they still have jobs. They have good jobs. Um he hasn't won since 2019. Those, those live jobs, those mm-hmm. that live PGA Tour combos, I think they're taking top 50. Yep. So they'll just miss that. Those are nice. They'll probably nice paydays. Sure. Um, Most everything is a nice payday. Then you get to top 125. So you look at, first off, Troy Merritt came in at 123. Shot 77-64, missed the cut. He's now 126. Andrew Novak is made the cut. He's at 124. Carl Jan, who is a pick of mine. I took him this week. Mm-hmm. I took him last week. Oops. 
He's at 120. He came in on the number. And he's still there. He's at 120 right now. So he needs to keep going. He's a little hot right now. So and the other one, I was surprised by this. Maverick McNeely, who mm-hmm. I bet probably has a medical, some sort of medical exemption because he took some time off. But mm-hmm. I figured he was playing way better. He's at 127. Yes. But he made the cut too. And he's at 120, projected at 122 right now. So he looks like he's okay. Yeah, I'm looking at other guys like Doug Gim. Uh, and I'm amazed, you know, they they talk about how great the new crop of golfers are coming out, right? Right. I'm going to still say it's about half and half who makes it and who doesn't because a lot of these guys touted out of college were can't miss. Norman Young, um, Doug Gim, a lot of these guys, right. and they just can't take it to the next So level. here's the other side that I'll, I'll share because I think it's even more important. So when you look at... 125, you get your card for next year. You'll mm-hmm. play in about 22 events. Mm-hmm. If you're 125 to 126 to 150, that's conditional status. Still get roughly 12 tournaments a year. 12 to 15 a year, which is not horrible. That's not bad. So, and so Harry Higgs was 145. We all love Harry. Yep. Uh, then again, aren't we all? Mm-hmm. And he's safely in. Um, Webb Simpson, who's probably can use some sort of exemption. That's he's, amazing. He made he missed a cut. He's at one fifty one right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I mean I look at some of these guys um, who I you know Paul Haley the second he's right at one fifty. Uh, he missed the cut. Um, Charlie Hoffman's outside. Uh, but he made the cut, so he has a chance to move up. Yeah. Stuart sinks outside. How about that? Uh, but he made the cut, so he mm-hmm. has a chance. Cody Gribble locally, he's at 157. Uh, he made the cut, though, so he's got a chance. As I said, I think I find this this storyline way more compelling than who's winning. I mean, yes. but yeah, it'd be nice if Obert won. Um, but I'm looking at these guys that are fighting for their career. And I'm looking at, like, at a guy like... Kevin Tway or Vince Whaley, they're both 160 right now. Made the cut. If they don't make it, Vin, Kevin Tway's been around for a long yeah, time. Is he going to go? Out, does he just retire? Does he just say, I got to go do something else? Or does he go back to Corn Ferry? Now, they did move a, the money up way higher on the Corn Ferry this year. They did. For next year. So you can probably make a decent living over there. But, you know, at Kevin Tway's age, he's probably mid to late 30s now. Yeah, you make that you make that move. It's intriguing. It I will say it's very very intriguing. I think it depends on your family. Sunday. It depends on your family dynamics and how much money you got hoarded away, or do you have sponsors, or do you have a really understanding wife, or you know, it's any number of things. Um, friend of the show, Brian Palmer, he is at one thirty one, so he'll keep a conditional. We'll talk about him in a bit too. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, so that's what's going on there. So one, one thing I found interesting is longevity. So Davis Love the third missed the cut at plus one. So he missed it by five. What's he even doing playing in this? I, uh, I guess it's in, his local. Backyard. it's in his backyard, yeah. So he has, for his career, and he, I think he turned pro in 85, one of the longest hitters back in his day. And right now, that was his 789th start on the PGA Tour. Care to guess where that ranks all time? 
Does Champions Tour count? No. Because I interesting you say that because uh, Mark Calcavecchia, when we were doing the announcings off the first tee, mm-hmm. not this year, but the year before, he played in his 1,000th event. Yeah, it doesn't count. And got a cake. <laughs> I bet he liked it. He did. Okay, so Davis Love the third is at 789. Mark Calcavecchia was fifth at 761. Okay, so but you move up from there. Dave Eichelberger. I remember the name. Yeah. I just don't know much of I don't know if he did a whole lot. He's a 784. Jay Haas, 799. And the number one player all time. Tom Kite. Local guy. Don January. Mark Brooks. No way. 804. No way. 804. Way, what do you think his pension is like? And he's not even that old. He's in his early 50s. Yeah. What would you uh, What would you say his pension's worth? Because I'm sure, I mean, it's, it's How mostly. How many cuts it, did he make? It's, yeah. I'll have to look at that up. But I, that's pretty darn sweet. By the way, not local anymore. I believe he moved down to Austin. He's got a little teaching uh, that's center. Texas. He's got a little teaching center down at the uh, UT Golf Club. There you go. So There you go. And a couple uh, uh, quick notes. Last two weeks, Eric Van Royen wins uh, the Worldwide Technology, and uh, that was emotional because uh, he was playing for his friend who's dying of melanoma, and he was taking the next flight up there the next day. And so that was a, that was a good feel-good story. And it was almost like one of those things where he, didn't even, he said he didn't even care how he played. He was so worried about his – and maybe there's something to that, you yeah. know. And then uh, last week, Camilo Bijegas wins. First time in nine years. Fifth tour win. And a couple of years ago, his uh, infant daughter passed away from, uh, I believe it was cancer. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just shows these guys uh, can stick with it and even when other stuff's going on. So good for them. So that's it. Uh, okay, up next. You want to? You don't want to go look at the DP World Tour quickly? Well, you can. T- we talked about Matt Wallace had a birdie on every hole in the back nine, shot a stout little twenty-seven. Victor Hovland's in second, tied for, uh, with Tommy Fleetwood. Boy, Tommy Fleetwood, you talk about a tragic hero. I, yeah, he's just close enough. He I, he misses so many six-foot putts when they matter. Yeah, I, I just it great ball striker. Nuts. Great ball striker. And when he when he makes putts when they don't matter. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, it, it's just... <laughs> so that's the easy ones. Yeah, so... Like, again, Stone Cold Lock. Uh, watch Victor Hovland win this this week. He's in, tied for second. But. And John Rahm is, uh, I don't know, he's like 26th and... Or 16th. He's ninth. Ninth. Okay, so he moved up. And then Rory is just kind of playing out the string. Yeah. Not doing a whole lot. Well, he's he's in 19th place, but... Yeah. When you're probably, Rory in the 19th place, do you really care? I think he's just ready. He's just ready. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, 847 on the ticket. That was brought to you by Pure Swing Golf and the Dallas Golf Expo. March 22nd through 24th, go to dallasgolfexpo.com, get some more information. We are running that shoe. Here we are. And so uh, if you want to get an early booth, get some nice uh, premier location spacing in there. Uh, look at that, and we will help you out. All right. Rumors that something is happening with a local tournament here. And some, amazingly enough, some intrigue on the Live Tour. Didn't think I'd ever be saying that, but I think there is something there. 8.55 on this November 18th, a few days before Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a happy and healthy holiday stuffing your face. 
2,500 to 4,500 calories is the average for a Thanksgiving meal. But the good news is, on average, you only gain about a half a pound. So, there you go. I'm gaining four. Are you? Yep. This is the heck of it. And then I'm going to prepare for my surgery, and I'm going to lose it all and <laughs> eat healthy the day after I get back. All right, 9-10. Craig came, well, very close to getting one heck of a windfall. We'll talk about how that went. I'm on a roll right now. Okay. Enjoy it while you can. Yep. You, know, you know how gambling is. And then at 9.30, the, uh, the TGL, the Tiger and Rory's um, golf simulator company, mm-hmm. had a setback. And I, I don't know if you and I have actually talked about it because we've changed hosts so many times, rotated. Uh, what's your initial thoughts are on this? If you were a betting man. How's it going to turn out? But first, um, heard some. Uh, I looked at the LPGA schedule yesterday. Uh oh. Okay. And I was looking down. I was seeing one of the Volunteers of America. Year. Yeah, Volunteers of America. Where it was going to be, wasn't on there. And that's up the one at the Old American. Right. Every mm-hmm. year. Didn't see it on there. So I made some calls, and come to find out is. The date is open, quote unquote, if they can find a a sponsor. participating sponsor. So I heard rumblings. I one guy on LinkedIn tweeted. Wait a minute. One Link, guy on, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn tweeted. I like if, it. I was no, I like it myself. I like it. Posted that Volunteers of America is is. Not leaving the LPGA, but leaving that event. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have mixed feelings about this. I don't know how you felt about it, but the one ask side. Me, of I'll it, tell you. The one side. <laughs> well, do you want me to ask you before I give? No, my no, mind? you go. You go. On the one side, big fans of Old American. Mm-hmm. Very much. Big fans of um, the LPGA. Yep. Um, but you have so many events in this major market, mm-hmm. and then that one's at the end. Right. And I wonder if it's lost, if it loses its luster because of that. You Little have hangover. Corn Ferry, you've got a PGA Tour, then you have another PGA Tour, you have a Champions Tour event. Um, might have a live event. You might have a live event that'll be before, well, be after that one. But even still. It's a lot. Those are all in April, May. This and then has all to, of a sudden, in September, you get an LPGA event. This has to be the most populated professional golf market in yeah. the country. And I'm wondering if it just. You know, if you put that in Austin, it would kill. If you put it in, I'm even saying if you put it in Denton, it would kill. But old Americans are really, we, I played in the, mm-hmm. I played in the Pro-Am there. And of course, it looks great. It's a great little place. Um, so I understand. And I know the colony, the city of the colony supports it. Um, and so it's, there's a lot of reasons to have it there. Um, and I would, I would want it there. If we can find a sponsor, I get it. But I have that mixed feeling because I don't think it gets its due. You know, the prevailing uh, thought was, is that the LPGA, which again, if you do not acknowledge how great these golfers are in the LPGA tour, playing a pro-am with them. Well, I'll even tell you this. Off the charts. I've played in pro-ams. Mm-hmm. You and I have played in a PGA tour pro-am. I've yep. played in a Corn Ferry pro-am. I've played in a Champions tour pro-am. I have more fun playing in the LPGA Pro-Am than any other ones. They're I more engaging. Yep. They're, um, they play at our tee boxes. 
They do. So you get to see whether you can mm-hmm. outdrive them. And, their tempo's um, awesome. And they're just fun. Their caddies are engaging. It's a fun day. And and I don't know how if they've changed this on the PGA yet, but um, uh, they have. You get two different players. Yep. You get a player on the front nine, and another player comes up and meets you on the back nine, which is good for the players and the and the amateur partners. Yeah, and uh, and it it's fun. And for that reason, I would hate to miss it uh, if they if it doesn't get they don't find a sponsor. Um, well, it's been here in the market for a while. It used to be at Las Colinas, and for a little mm-hmm. bit. And then it moved up there. My question is this. As much as I'm a fan of that, I don't follow the Champions Tour as readily because I think it's just kind of an annuity tour and Mm -hmm. they're still good players. But I'm always wondering why either of those tours play in highly populated, very competitive markets. For the most part, they don't. Yeah, they they play like one-off. Like like the uh, Dinosaur was always in Palm Mm -hmm. Springs. It's not, you know, it's two-hour drive from L.A. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering why they don't do that more often so they'd be big fish, little pond. Yeah. And again, I don't want to take anything away from Old American or the fact that we have that event here because I like it and it's great. It's just I'd move it to February so it's first. Mm-hmm. Um, or still got to find a sponsor. March. Still got to yeah. find a sponsor. Um, but yeah, you got to find a sponsor. And I don't know how easy or hard that is. And I don't know what they pay. I will say this. Their purses for next year have jumped $14 million for the season. Really? 100 to $114 million. So commissioner and everybody else doing a good job on that, on yeah. that regard. But, um, yeah, it's tough. It's getting tougher finding sponsors, I think, only because it's tough for the sponsors to get it okayed with their board and whatever, especially if they're downsizing. Mm-hmm. That's, a tough, uh, that's a tough nut to crack. Okay, on to the uh, live tour. So next month, uh, actually Monday is the cutoff for players to sign up for the live golf promotions. It's a 72-hole qualifier. It's going to be in Abu Dhabi, and the top three players get to play on that tour. So if you are, (laughs) let's let's take somebody just for fun. You're going right where I'm thinking. Yeah. And these guys that are... By the way, the dinosaur moved to Houston this year. Yeah, but it used to be in Palm Springs. Thank you, Gary. Yep. Um, So if you are... I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me what you do. Okay. You are number... Charlie Hoffman. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're outside the top 150. Now, he may have some sort of lifetime exemption he can get it's card. I don't they always think, seem to have something. I don't think so, but if you're Charlie Hoffman, do you go try to qualify for that? Here's the bigger question. Because the prevailing thought is most, most people on tour, most players on tour believe there's going to be a number of, of tour players that are going to try and qualify for this. A number? Yeah, they say there'd be more than one, you think. It'd be, it'd be more than you think. If you're Kevin Tway, you're outside right now. Here's my question, though. We just talked about him. But you have nothing to lose because – Do you? Do you not have anything to lose? Because now if you go try to qualify for that, hypothetically – Try to qualify. Let's say you don't make it. You don't make it. You get to go back. Yeah. Allegedly. But now you're looking for a sponsor's exemption at the AT, or this CJ Cup Byron Nelson, mm-hmm. and you send a note to John Drago. 
And Drago's working with the tour to find his sponsor's exemptions. Do they say, no, nah, that guy tried out for the Live Tour. Give it to somebody else. I think it. I don't. You, I'm asking. I know. And what my and my retort would be, how much you want to bet on yourself? Meaning, there's going to be X amount of players that are going to sign up for this. And they're only gets, taking three. And who gets? So there's 72 players are taking for this qualifier. Uh, 72 holes. Oh, I don't know how many players. So I was about to say, why don't one of us sign up see if we <laughs> make it? Because it'd be a waste of time and energy and money. Pre-shoulder surgery. I, I give time, it a shot. energy, and money. Abu Dhabi? Never been. I know, but. Make it a vacation. You, just you don't want a caddy? Say, I'm just saying. You don't want a caddy? No. Um, Mike, you want a caddy for me? <laughs> Abu Dhabi? No? EA? You in? Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Good Lord. Nobody wants a free trip to Abu Dhabi? It's too hot. I'm down. Who's that? Yeah, Dylan will do it for you if you pay for my ticket. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I make it. I'll even give you a bonus. I'm curious as to what's the over-under on on fringe tour players or struggling tour players to have even a conditional card for next year. How many are going to give it a shot if there's no repercussions? Meaning you still get to keep your status, I believe, unless you you just have to decide. Let's say you make the top three. Now you have a decision. Do I, I want? Do I, I make wa- it, I'm playing. There you go. Never been a fan of the live tour, but I'm in. And remember, there's relegation because if you don't perform, there was X amount of players that that lost their status. Right. And they had to go back to the Asian tour. Now it's kind of like uh, Formula One. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But if I make top three, I'm in, right? No, you are, but yeah. but you're guaranteed for, for that. Yeah, and you're getting you're getting some pretty good bang. Yeah, I'll finish in 48th place, and I'm going to be just like Happy Gilmore and say I want one of those big checks. Well, you just might just be on a good team. Yeah, like Pat Perez. Yeah, he was. By the way, he's gone. I know, I know. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. And then uh, why don't you bring up the case about one Carlos Ortiz? So Carlos Ortiz was offered a contract extension. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Didn't they all sign three or four years? I think every player is different. So he was offered a contract extension, and he turned it down because he doesn't want to play on Sergio's team. Which I found interesting. And so, on top of that, Matthew Wolf, who was vilified, publicly humiliated by Brooks Kepka, to say, I don't want him on my team. He's, he, he can't play. He doesn't like his heart's not in it. His head isn't in it. He's still on that team. They haven't moved him. They haven't done anything. Which These are the little things I'm thinking, huh, what's that mean? By the way, our buddy, the croupier, said he'd caddy for me. He of knows my he, game. Yeah. <laughs> Top three. The problem is he's the cheapest human being on earth. I'm going to have to pay for everything when I'm out there. Yeah. Dylan will cost me way less money, but. Absolutely. I'm in. I'm in. Hmm. No, I got to take the croup. We'll see. I'm in. I Why not? What What's the worst thing that could happen? Not, you're looking right where you're looking at now? Yeah. I come back and I have, I have. How many nine ten segments do I have in the next three months, four months? No, surgery and post surgery and. Well, I'm just saying I've got Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, or Abu Dhabi, either one. <laughs> wherever <laughs> wherever you want to go, whatever you want to go. I think I'm in, man. I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna check that out and see. I wonder if they'll fund me if we write about it and talk about it on the air. Yeah, we'll give you a spot. You know, oh my God! Can you imagine the free food Mark would eat if they chartered a jet? Yeah, 
I'm I'm all I'm saying is three out of let's say let's say it's a 75 man field or 100 man field. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, the odds are very slim. But very if slim. you're doing it, for, but if you're doing it for content, yeah, why not? I've learned that over over my years in radio. I'm when I've been fearful about trying something because it looks a little too much out of the box. I'm too and old what to make it anyway, even if I was that good. True. But um, but it'd be a it it'd be a life. It'd be fun, man. I mean, it'd be fun. I can't believe you wouldn't come caddy for me. I'm, I'm dumping you now anyway. I can't believe you wouldn't caddy for me, Mike. Go to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> First of all, you'd have to I get mean, the plane ticket right. Am I going to Abu Dhabi <laughs> or Abu Dhabi? Jeez. I don't even know where that is. It's over in... Uh, it's, it's that way. It's in the <laughs> It's East. in the Emeritus, you know, Emirates. Emirates. Yeah, Emeritus. Right. Yeah, it's Emeritus, Emer- Emirates. It's where all the big money is. It's in Dubai. Near Dubai. Okay. Okay. So, um, so did you ever finish the story? Like he didn't sign. He didn't want to play for Sergio's team. Does that right. mean he's he's forcing a trade because he's not, or is he wants to stay on the live tour? Or? He um, he uh, wants to, I think, play for Neiman's team. Okay, Joaquin Neiman. And they should have. The best thing they had going for him with this team concept is if every team had some. Some rootable interest for each one, whether they're all Latin American players, maybe they're all from Colombia, maybe they're all from Japan, maybe Asian, whatever it is, that would be, or an all Dallas team, like you've always said, you know, Spieth and Scheffler and Will and Michael Kim, whoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, those start working. But when you just have these guys all thrown together, huh? Tom Kim. Tom Kim, I'm sorry. No, there's a there's Michael Kim too. I don't think he lives here though. Oh, I thought he did. No, I saw your tweet. I don't think he lives here. You should have told me that. Anyway. You'd already sent it. And Tom Kim. So, um, yeah, if there's a rooting interest, and now there's, like, real teams there. It's almost like a mini Olympics. Yep. In a, in a way. Uh, but they're having these guys all kind of happen, happenstance that they're thrown together for no really good reason. So, we'll see. Uh, but, again, they're thinking about uh, the rumors they're going to play at Merido next year. The team championship. Yep, team championship. Yeah. Interesting. In September, another event. Uh-huh. The LPG has to compete with. Yeah, we need more. So, all right, that was brought to you by Park Place Motor Cars. They have their Lexus dealership in Plano and in Grapevine. Check out the all-new three-row seven-passenger Lexus TX at the it's a Park big Place mama. Lexus Plano and Grapevine. All right, up next, how close did Craig come to breaking the bank? Welcome to the little tea box. It is about well, it's nine fifteen ish, and uh, it's November eighteenth. Rick and Craig today. Eli's off. It'll be Rick and Eli next week. As Craig will be taking off for Thanksgiving. We have Michael Corkum, engineering out here. We have EA back at the station, and also Dylan Reed doing tickers twice an hour. Weather's going to be great. Weather is going to be fantastic. If you're into uh, sub uh, 80 degree days, 70 degree days, Craig would not be one of those. <laughs> but looks like it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be nice over Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. So uh, plan accordingly. 9.30, the TGL, TGL uh, that's Tigers and Rory's company that wants to do simulation golf. 
thinks it's going to be a big deal. Uh, they had a setback this week. And I have some questions. I don't know if Craig and I have actually talked about it, what we think is ultimately going to happen. But before that, Craig's an entrepreneur, which means Craig likes to wager just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you've restrained. But, yeah, just enough to make it interesting. Yes. Right? And I've learned that I'm terrible at betting on football, (laughs) and I don't. Even last week, we were talking about it when we were mixing with the football show, and Uh I heard that uh, the lowest over-under ever was at the Rutgers-Iowa game. Rutgers, was it Rutgers-Iowa? So I said, I got to take the under or the over on that. Yeah. So I put my 25 bucks on it. Lost. You did. And you said most people were betting the under. Almost everybody's betting the under. So even Eli told me, hey, you might have a shot because usually the public's wrong. True. So public sentiment, right? But I do know golf. And I also know golf, the, the, like, the, the RSM McGladry, kind of know what's going on. I kind of know the golfers in that more so than I even know when the Masters is playing, right? Because mm-hmm. the Masters is, you know, you have 20 guys who can win it, and it's going to be a crapshoot. But when you look at the hotness of how things are going and you and you watch golf like we do every week, mm-hmm. you can put together a nice little team. I think so. I mean, the chances of okay, – so the whole idea is it's DraftKings. You pick six players. They have a value, and you got to keep it under a certain amount, under $50,000. Last week, I put $5 on one team. Okay, big time. And just so you know, I had Camillo Vajegas. I had Carl Wan, Kramer Hickok, Vince Whaley. Went local. Yeah, you did. Guys. You did. Ben Griffin. By the way, he was mouthing off this week. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. And Adam Scott. Hmm. That was my Not team. bad. Not bad. And the what? one goal that you always want to make, like the week before, I had a rock star team, and Joel Dahman right before they teed off withdrew. Those are the killers. And that and you don't have enough time because you don't have enough time. I didn't yep. look, and the other four guys or other five guys killed it. Mm-hmm. And I still won eight dollars on my five dollar bet with one guy withdrawing. That's unheard of. How so? I knew I was on a roll. Took a five dollar bet, but when all six guys make the cut, you know you're. You're in for You're something. You're doing okay. Good. By the way, it only happens about 3% of the time, believe it or not. That's how tough it is. So. It's like roulette. Really. I'm is. watching my team and I'm doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Winning like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Now, as, Friday, as, as, as Saturday, I'm winning like $40. At night, I, I go to bed and then I'm winning 40 bucks. On a $5 bet, 40 bucks is pretty good. A little past history. Craig will send me the link on everything. Look at how we're doing because we used to bet together. And this is how we're doing. It's, it was like, I don't know, Thursday morning. It wasn't only like maybe 30 players that teed off and were in first yep. place. And you just got to stay. I mean, you got you got to just got to take a deep breath because it's a, it's a marathon. And, boy, when Sunday comes around, that's when things get fun. So Sunday comes, I'm playing golf. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching my team. And all of a sudden, I'm in eighth place. Send it to my son. Look at this. And I'm winning like three hundred dollars. What a five dollar bet! Yeah, good good ROI. And it gets a little bit further. I'm on the sixth or seventh hole. I'm in fifth place, mm-hmm. winning six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. And then I 
I go to the halfway house. I'm in the middle of the tenth hole. I said I should go look. I'm in first place. Mm-hmm. I'm winning twenty thousand dollars. A five dollar bet. That's pretty good. And f- <laughs> for the next hour and a half. Yeah, how badly did you play? I shot even par on the front. No kidding. And was losing money in my bets and stuff because right, right. strokes. And I was I was riding with somebody who didn't know me very well, and he couldn't understand why I kept looking at my phone. Right. Because I usually don't. It's Sunday. There's no reason to look at your phone. I look at football scores sometimes. Agreed. There's no reason. To look. I am glued. I'm still in first place. I'm sending it to my son. I'm in first place. Look at this. And I'm thinking through this whole thing. Huh. Wonder what I'm going to withdraw this amount of money. Am I getting a 1099? Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm thinking about. Yeah, you're really worried about the important much stuff. I, how much do I leave in? And I'm thinking, holy smokes, man, I've got this. For an hour and a half, I'm in first place. Wow, that's a long time. And I'm winning on 20, Sunday. On Sunday, and I finally say, okay, I'm watching this online, and I. That I download what I need to do, pay my nine ninety nine, and I'm watching it online. Mm-hmm. And I've got this thing as a, you're right. I'm playing like yeah. Why, why would you even play that point? And I'm I've got this man. The leaders are on the sixteenth hole. I've got this. Mm-hmm. And then one of my guys makes a bogey. Oh no! On the eighteenth hole. Oh no! Moves me to sixth place. Yeah, it, it's that quick. There's the differences are tenths of a point. Now the downside is, the good and the bad is, I won six hundred bucks. Yep. On a five dollar bet. Yep. But how awful it felt because I thought I was going to win twenty grand. You got yourself all worked up. I did, man. For an hour and a half. Of and I've been grand on knife. a. I, I will tell you, I've been on a nice roll. I, I I've got. Look, it's just like golfers, right? I'm on a really nice roll right now. Mm-hmm. Keep it going, right? It's just keep it going. I have a team this week. So I got about $900 in my account right now. So I went up and took a $25 team this week. <laughs> because you can win hundred grand. Of course. I like and I'm money. on it. Yep. I do like money. And I do have all six guys making the cut. Nice. And I have uh, I have Aubert. I got Luke List. I have Oxe Batia, mm-hmm. Camillo Vajegas. I have um, Nicholas Landheim, who was only taken by like two percent of the people. Those are always fun. And I stuck with Carl Jan, who's I also only had two percent taken. So I'm feeling good. I'm winning forty bucks. You'll win something because I all five guys, all six guys made the cut. I'm feeling really good. Although I'll tell you, there's been times. When one of our teams had all six guys make the cut, and we didn't win anything. No. So like, it's not a guarantee. On a week like this week where not everybody knows what they're doing, um, you know, the, you don't have the stars, which were guarantees. You make all six guys make the cut, you're going to win some money. I feel your pain because the, the highest I ever won on one of our teams is $750. And I was coming, coming back from a visiting daughter in Arkansas. And I'm listening to the PGA Tour Network on, on satellite, right? Mm-hmm. And all Tony, all, all Tony Fino has to do is, is par the last three holes. And, he, and it would have been, yeah, at least 20. And by the time he had bogeyed, 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 went down to 750. 750 still it's on not a $5 not bad. Bit. And I that's know. the hardest part about God, this. God, it's is the worst. You, you 
feel like you're going to win twenty grand, and then you win six hundred, and it's kind of like, oh my god, you still did what? I mean, I know the, but it's it, it's all perception, and it's all, you know, if if you, it, the wildest part, the the week you won the seven fifty, yeah. I think I won 125, mm-hmm. and your other team won like 20 bucks. Yeah. And we won a th- almost close to $1,000 because I remember we took it out. Should have quit right then. Right then and then. Kind of did. Yeah, we kind of did. But, but I, I haven't. And I look, but, I feel way more comfortable on an event like this than I do at the Masters. Now, this will tell you another thing that we've always professed is that betting is good for sports entertainment because. How much would you been glued into that tournament if you didn't have a DraftKings team going? No, oh, I wouldn't have looked at it. I mean, except for business, I would. Except for at business, it. Yes. I would have looked at and it on show. Monday morning. Yeah, who won? Who why? Won, how? how they did it and whatever. But yeah, and uh, yeah. So congrats to DraftKings to keep me engaged. No, I'm serious. It doesn't matter yeah. the sport. It's all fantasy, and you're betting money. And it, otherwise, because if you don't have a rooting interest, that's the only thing. Everybody has a rooting interest when it comes to money. Yeah. And they have a rooting interest when it comes to sports where they have a team from their hometown or they have a team mm-hmm. that they're rooting for. So, look, we're all going to watch the Cowboys on Sunday because we're all Cowboy fans, even if it looks like a cupcake game, right? Um, but So to speak. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, Jerry. This week, Thursday night game was a good game, right? Or, let, mm-hmm. or it was going to be. But the Thursday night games have been pitiful. Up to this point, yeah. And so, how many of us have to put five bucks on a DraftKings just to keep our interest in if we don't have a fantasy guy on that team on either of those two teams? So, but I, I feel really good about my golf right now. Yeah. I've been dialed golf in. Betting. I've been watching in my golf, golf betting. betting. Uh-huh. Yes, and you can play. You see, the beauty of that type of golf is you can play that when your shoulder's mending. <laughs> yes. Right. By the way, quick aside: How much do you think? Uh, there, is there any regret in Amazon investing in Thursday Night Football? I don't think so. Because their games have just their games been are horrid. Bad, but you still – the only downside of it is – It just might be too much. I had an Apple TV, and my Apple TV went down. Right. So I haven't been able to watch the last few Thursday night games, yeah. which sucks. You know, yeah, and I'm, I'm missing I'm much. Got to go get it fixed. But, um, but uh, I, I would say that they probably – any football you're gonna win with any NFL football, NFL football, more than likely you're gonna win. But there's there's gonna be a point where there's too much. I mean, I think during during the college football season in NFL, I think there's one day a week there's Buddy, no football. On I'm TV. gonna tell you right now, if they had a game every night of the week, I'd watch a game every night of the week. Really? I, yes, I. I yeah, I'd, you'd have to bet I, on it. I flipping hate TV right now. I can't stand <laughs> anything that's on TV. Give me a fo- <coughs> excuse me. Hello. Give me a football game every night. I'd be home to watch it. All right, that was brought to you by the uh, clubs at the Tribute and Alabama Golf. All right, on the tee box. Up next, the TGL. What the hell is it? And they had a big setback this week on their structure. And same by care. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Crestcars.com. Yep. And United Ag and Turf bring you this segment. Next segment. This is uh, Avid Golfer Magazine's 25th year anniversary. 25 right now. years. Yep. Exactly right now. Our November issue was our first one 25 years ago. Yep. And uh, give you a little background on what it's been like, how we met, and 
all that cool Talk about stuff. how Rick and I met. Mm-hmm. It's a good story. Yep. And then at 1010, we'll, uh, we'll give another look at those leaderboards because, uh, again, people's careers are hanging in the midst. But before that, the TGL. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy in partnership with TMRW Sports. Also in conjunction with Golf Channel executive Mike McCarley. Are going to open up a schedule. It's going to be simulators. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's going to be one simulator. It's going to be in one place down in Palm, Palm Beach, Florida. And there's going to be, I think, six teams. And they're going to play 15 events, allegedly. Be three players a team, being head-to-head in 18-hole matches, virtual golf course, special short game area. They're going to they're gonna hit off real grass. And uh, so here's what I found interesting, Craig. A simulator where they're going to hit off real grass. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, it's a big, huge, inflatable dome. That that collapsed. They had to deflate it because there was some uh, structural damage. So their first match scheduled for January might have to be delayed. And they also have to figure out what, who's going to play in what based on schedules. None of these guys are going to play every week, right? So they're going to have to rotate them. Here's what I found interesting. So these are the owners of these six teams: Arthur Blank owns the Falcons, Falcons and started Home Depot. Fenway Sports Group is Boston. Tiger Woods and David Blitzer is Jupiter Lynx Golf. Uh, Venus Williams, Serena Williams, and Alexis Ohanian for Los Angeles. Steve Cohen, who owns the Mets, I think. He's doing New York. And Mark Lazary and Stephen Curry are doing the uh, are investing in uh, yeah. that. And then they had one left, and we figured, uh, I think Rory bought it. So, and I was thinking they should do a Dallas team. Let us buy it. And part investors: Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant, Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton, Shohei Otani, and Mike Trout, Josh Allen of the Bills. So, I would think these guys are are fairly savvy. I'm not going to say they're they're savants when it comes to investing, but um, somebody probably did some due diligence. TV money. My question is this. I think it's going to be on ESPN. I will be open-minded, and I'll watch the first one. And I don't have any confidence that it's going to do anything past that. And because when I watch the match, I watch any of these made-for-TV Vegas uh, celebrity showdowns or whatever, I find that the golfers aren't, Awesome at a banter and repartee. So, and you're hitting into a screen. I think they're doing the right thing wrong here. Okay. I think a Monday night cool thing like this after football season, after football, is something that we'd all embrace. But maybe I don't need to see them hitting a simulator. I'm watching them Thursday through Sunday hitting a hitting a sim, hitting golf shots. They should. It should be golf horse. Yeah, and let them have to hit around a tree through a through a you know bungalow, you know hitting this hitting the pelican off the the 
Um, up the dock. Yeah, it, those are the things that I think if they were doing, and three of them, each three of them had each three of them had to do it because there's teams of three. I think uh, I'm in. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, that'd be fun, right? Or or having to let them play the world's craziest miniature golf course mm-hmm. and let them see if how they putt versus. Those are the kind of things would be kind of cool. Watching them hit a golf shot for 150 yards, I watch Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. even if it's in a simulator. Mm-hmm. So I think they're doing something right, but they're doing it wrong. I don't know how they're how it's going to. And I, from what I gather, there's no walking or anything. You're just it's like going to Top Golf. Yeah. So I, allegedly, Tiger's going to play in a third of them off grass. Like I, they, that, could, they could wheel it in. Just like I they guess. do in Arizona. Yeah. They put them on pallets. Mm-hmm. But my thinking is, why wouldn't Tiger, what else has he got going on? This is his league. Wouldn't he what, Wouldn't he move the needle and, and he doesn't have would, to walk? And wouldn't Golf Horse be right up his his? Well, do you remember? Wheelhouse. You remember the Maryland shootout? Yeah. Okay, so that's exactly, they used to have that on tour on a Wednesday. Right. And they would take it's nine Tuesday. players. It was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. yeah they, they'd take nine players and they would eliminate a guy on every hole. And then, then they'd be a chip off, and it'd be the craziest chip offs in the world. The greatest, and, yes. And that's what I would be. That's I remember watching <clears throat> Tom Watson. I think we brought this up a couple of weeks ago. I watched Phil Mickelson hit a ball because the chip off on number two at at TBC Las Colinas. He had to hit it over his head. He went backwards and hit it over his head. Well, remember one guy got to choose what the <clears throat> shot was going to be. I don't know how. I don't remember how they did that. I don't, they flipped a coin or now, whatever. Tom Watson did it off the eighteenth tower. Eighteenth tower, yep. yeah, or seventeenth tower. Yeah. <coughs> so, Sorry. I I like your I like your thought because I would like to see these guys use ultimate creativity. I don't care how much money they win. Whatever these guys win monetarily, um, doesn't move my needle at all. Mm-mm. Millionaires making you know half a million. I don't care, but stretch their creativity. Make them do something they're not normally used to. Mm-hmm. And I think you might have something. I'm not sure how it's going to relate to TV, though. I just don't know. I mean, they've read some really fringe sports going on. What was the one where everybody jumps around on the trampoline and they're playing kind of basketball? And slam ball. Slam ball. All in, baby. Liked it, but it doesn't. Well, they it changed your roles. It's not nearly as good anymore. That's what I'm saying. So, you know. What, what you... I don't think everybody's breaking ankles. They had to change it, but. I don't know. It, for for guys that have this much money and they can invest in really anything they want, I don't have the confidence that this is going to be a a long standing popular um, presentation. I just don't. I don't see it. I'm now. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I'm not going to give it a shot because I should do at least that. I mean, it's golf. I'm I, sad. I mean, obviously we'll watch it because we have to, but. <laughs> Um, and if there's a DraftKings, I might be all in. Mm. No, I won't. Yeah, if I won't. can't take Eric Cole or <laughs> or Carl Wine, it doesn't make sense for me. But notice none of the Dallas guys are in this. No, I was surprised by that. I'm not. Here's the thing. Um, Will's getting healthy. Jordan, when he's not playing, has two kids now, needs to be a dad. I mean, he came from a good family. He understands what it takes to be a good dad. All right, you want to hear the list? Who's playing? I kind of know it. Kind of? Yeah. So, so I know Keegan Bradley, putting Cantley in there, Wyndham Clark, Matt Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Lucas Glover, Terrell Hatton, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, Tom Kim, Kevin Kistner, Min Woo Lee, Shane Lowry, Rory, 
Colin Markawa, Justin Rose, Xander, Adam Scott, Saheed Thagala, Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, Cam Young. No John Rahm. Nope. In fact, they didn't put anybody he in there. Out a, he pulled out two weeks ago? It was the same thing. They And they asked him the same thing they were talking to Rory about. Uh, you seem to be one of the most well-thought-up people on tour. You give the greatest, most thoughtful answers, and they seem to be reasonable. Why wouldn't you be on the policy board? He goes, I don't have enough time. It, I just don't. Yeah. So it's not a bad list. Um, and, uh, uh, interesting that Cantley's on there, and it's Rory's thing. I know. Well, I guess they signed up before they got in a spat. Who, who knows? Well, from what he, the way he talked about Cantley, it doesn't seem like it's an ongoing thing. Start, it didn't think it didn't sound like it started at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just you don't have that much disdain from somebody from one event. I'm sorry. I just the way he talked about him that didn't happen just from one event. I'm sorry. That, but some of those guys. I mean, Max Home will be funny. I think so. I just wonder again. I'm looking at. I'm watching a video game. Yeah. It, and who is it trying to appeal to the audience? Now, the good news is they're having shot clocks. It can only take 40 seconds to hit a shot. So, Love that. So maybe these little things, kind of like the USFL, some of those rules translated over the NFL because right. it made sense. So maybe if the thing ultimately doesn't work, maybe it'll make golf better in the long run anyway. And these guys can all afford to whatever they're like. I'd like to know what their original investment was. And why they needed to get somebody like, would they do Shaq's not an owner like Steph Curry is an owner yeah he's an investor so what I know did they just need his name because I'm sure Shaq who's a very good entrepreneur mm-hmm. he owned, I mean he bought a house in Dallas now and he because he started some fast food restaurant Took over here. Papa John's he's their spokesman but he's he owns a lot I'm surprised and, Barkley wasn't in on this but I but I wonder they went to him and he didn't call him and say let me in let me in let me in here's my money right because they, but they went to him and said, "Look, we need your name as an investor. What like, that cost?" I'd like to know how many people turned it down. Lots. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, nine forty-seven on the ticket. That was brought to you by Mercedes Benz of Plano. I'm uh, test driving the new EQE sedan for the December issue. Pretty darn sweet. If you're in an electronic, electric cars, I would check that one out at Mercedes Benz of Plano and. Yeah, golfer passbook. All right. Up next, let's get into how Craig and I met. This is our 25th year anniversary, the November issue. Been 25 years. How did we fall into each other's arms? The team Texas Driving School and the Dallas Golf Expo. Go to Dallas Golf Expo. We took taken over the golf show to be in March, March 22nd to 24th at Market Hall. So check that out for information. If you want to get a booth, I think it would be more than worth your while. All right, 1010. Uh, they're already on the course at the RSM Classic, and people are trying to make some moves. And this is its almost like NASCAR in a way where, you know, they have the playoffs at the end. Mm-hmm. And Man, but this is, this is much bigger because if you lose your conditional card, Oops. you got to make some real hard choices. So we'll keep you up to date. We're going to about ask 10, our, 20 ask our, today. Ask our buddies, Ed Lohr and Conrad Schindler. Yes. Who are both selling insurance and doing very well now. Yep. 
But it just shows, I mean, the thing used to amaze me most about, about like a Phil Mickelson is that I think he went like, I don't know, 30 years of being in the top 50 Yeah, in a row. I mean, something's got to shoot your wheels off at some point, right? If nothing else, just the, the game of golf. Yeah. All right. So. This is our 25th year anniversary. So 25 years ago, I started this. Got a little music behind this. 26 years ago, I decided I was going to do this. Uh-huh. And 25 years ago to the day, we come out with our November issue of 1998. It was our first ever issue. And did all right. Looked awful. If you ever see that first issue, it was like, good Lord. What did was you take I that thinking? picture? Hmm? Did you take that picture? No. Okay. No, I called Mike Madonna's girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Said, "You have any pictures from your vacation?" Oh, wow! And she and she brought them over, and we used that. And, and the next month, I hired some real people <laughs> to do things that I knew I couldn't do well. And I knew I needed to get myself on the map. Mm-hmm. And I decided to do a what was called media madness. And I figured if I took all the media guys in town, mm-hmm. figured out. Who was the best media guy mm-hmm. that maybe they'd talk about me and maybe it'd be interesting content. Mm-hmm. So I I got guys from the ticket. I got Kid Craddock who was all really excited to do it. I got Dale Hansen um, and invited Scott Murray who said yes. And then he saw that he was playing one of the guys on the ticket first round and yep. dropped out. <laughs> Kalashaw was in it. Tim Kalashaw, yeah. all the all the morning news guys were in it. So I tried to get everybody from you know media, everybody electronic and uh, print, print media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was a ticket listener, but not a P one. Right. So I knew I had Dan was in it uh, at the time. I had uh, um, Craig Miller. I think Craig was Miller in was in it. George Dunham was in it. Norm. Uh, Norm was in it, and um, and so I, I was well represented at Ticket, and um, did a whole cover on it and everything else. Did a uh, cover of uh, George and Craig, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that next week I get a call from Corby Davidson. Mm-hmm. I s- never met him, uh, fan. And I get a call. Hey, Craig, Corby Davidson here. Big fan of your stuff. You mind popping on? At the time, he produced. Um, no, I thought. It was, well, he was my co-host on the T box. No, but he was the producer of Chris Arnold. Chris Arnold mm-hmm. uh, from Ten to Noon. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Hey, uh, love your stuff. You want to mind popping on?" I said, "Sure." Never been on the radio before. Mm-hmm. Uh, never done anything like that. So at the time, I had this little tiny office right across the street from where the men's club is. <laughs> Closed my doors. It's <clears throat> like, all right, Corby's about to call me to be on the air. It's kind of exciting. And close around. So Corby comes on. It was on that Monday on the on the uh, Chris Arnold show, and you pop on and say, "Hey, you're doing this media madness. Cool idea." How do you not take the two guys who are on a golf show mm-hmm. on the ticket? Yep. What the hell? We sabotaged you. <laughs> and I was like, what? And it's like, there's a golf show on the ticket? Mm-hmm. And then you just plastered me at that point. So here I am, my first time on the air, thinking, all right, they're going to promote pay- me and do whatever. Yep. 
And Chris Arnold, Chris Arnold was really funny at the time because he just keeps saying, hey, I'm just here to promote you, man. I'm just listening. I'm just letting you guys are just beating the hell out of We were of peppering me. you. Yep, left and right. <clears throat> so, Corby, I said, you know what, Corby? I know who you are. You're, you're on during the week. Um, uh, I will put you in, in front instead of Scott Murray. Mm-hmm. And he won his first match, and they had a bet. He had a bet with uh, Dale Hansen at the time. Cut off his hair. That if he lost to Dale, I remember, I don't remember what Dale had to do if Corby beat him. But if Dale beat Corby, Corby would get his hair cut on air. Yep, and he had a long ponytail right about halfway down his back. Yeah, so that was that was another piece yep. of that was pretty good. It's a good bit. Um, and then I looked at you and I said, well, <laughs> kind of don't really know who you are. Um, but, um, you were writing for Sports Illustrated at the time. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't you write? Why don't you handicap the field? That'd be actually kind of fun and cool. And let me see how creative you can be. Mm -hmm. And you handicapped the the field and it was very compelling and interesting read. It was, it was fun to just kind of give a a good nature dig at everybody. And I paid you for it and, um, you became a regular writer. And um, I said, you know, you're really good. Why don't you write for us monthly? Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I will. And, um, and every month I would write him a check and I would get his name wrong mm-hmm. because his real name's not Rick Garnett. Mm-hmm. By the way, you should have always gotten a DBA for that, by the way. But Whatever. And so he'd always come back mad at me. Can't cash this check. <laughs> I was slow on the trip. And he'd be really, really mad at me. So the next year, so we, we started a, a nice relationship. You wrote for us every month, and, and it was good stuff. And the next year, I put you in the field, mm-hmm. and you were the king of losing big leads. Four whole leads in match play. And Three years in a row, right? Coincidentally, it always seemed to happen when you drove up. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I I'm never not saying, the club. <laughs> I'm not saying one, one begat another. It just seemed that the coincidence was, was all too telling. But, yeah, I was the king of blowing big leads. Yeah, you beat the sports princess the first year, the you, first match. Yeah. And then you played. And I would come out for your match because we became friends. Yep. And it's like, I want to see how Rick's doing. And I think you were up four on Chuck Cooperstein. Was four, no, I didn't play. No, I was four up on, on uh, uh, Keith Craddock. Were you really? Yeah. He won it the second year. He did. Um, four holes. By the way, he was a big – thank all the guys at the ticket. Everybody was a big supporter of it you know, on the ticket except for Grego, who thought I was just leveraging the success of the little ticket, and I was just piggybacking That was a genius it. move because like, media people love talking about themselves, yeah. and it was genius. And then Dale gets – the first year, Dale gets in the finals against George Dunham, mm-hmm. and Dale does a whole – feature on it on his Sunday night broadcast yep. kind of put me on the map mm-hmm. and uh it's genius and so so that started it and uh and yeah so then um then you were producing for Bob and Dan I think when you started when I started you were producing for Rocco Rocco mm-hmm. and then Bob and Dan mm-hmm. and then you left Bob and Dan to come work here full time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, that was 20 years ago? It was uh, August of 20, uh, 2002. So 21 years ago. Long time. It's gone by so, fast. Yeah. So how about that? A lot of, so, but yeah, a lot it was of really, really funny. My first time ever on the air. Should have been a nice foreshadowing of how much I suck on the air. But you guys just... Well, I remember how much I you mean, were. You had prepared for it. You told me, man, I had all these stats and I had this and that. And as soon as we lured you into the den, we just... Yeah, we just jumped on. Yes. 
And it was, uh, I wish we had that audio. Oh, my God, it was so bad. So bad for me. But it would have been great. Because I had these nice packages. What happened when I invited, I figured that nobody knew who I was, so I needed to do a package. So I went and I spent some real money and did these nice packages. Remember, I had the travel bag. You don't because you didn't get one. But, no, I didn't. Um, I did these really golf travel bags, uh, Media Madness on them, and filled them with apparel and really cool stuff. I had a mm-hmm. package, and I invited, and the invitation was inside mm-hmm. to play the Media Madness. And uh, and everybody got their packages, and that's when you guys like, wait a minute, we're definitely in this, right? So the, so the ending of Media Madness happened because it was hard to schedule everybody. It, it would, got it harder would, and harder. Wa- yeah, because you had to you had to um, you had to meld in vacations and and some you just couldn't what? play at one time. It ran its course. It did. We would two three years. It, we did it uh, four years. Four years. Actually. Yeah, the fourth uh, year was getting to be a little problematic. And I don't think we could do it now. Meaning, let's say we started it, and we just started it right now. I'm not sure it would have. Well, the same I move. had, but here's the other side. I had other, I had other radio station guys on there. Who are the guy? Who was the guy who was on uh, our country station? He was a uh, hot guy. No, before the real popular guy passed away a few years ago. Oh, he was on it. The sports guy on BAP was on it. That's true. Steve Lamb. Steve Lamb played in it. Um, if I called now and said, hey, look, I'm going to do this really and get the comp- – there's no way guys from other stations would play with on this because we're too affiliated with the ticket. Maybe. Yeah. So there's no way. Joe Trahan would play. Yeah, he'd play. Because, you know, and we'd get uh, we'd get those guys. I bet Newey Struggs, if he plays golf, I don't know. I've never seen him in any of the media stuff. He'd probably play. But um, Anyways, genius move. And, that yeah, that was a metamorphosis of uh, – and then Craig became a, a full-time co-host when Corby moved to the hard well, line, and he was working five well, days. Well, what happened career. was you guys were working during the week. Yeah. Now, yeah. It was right in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And you used to say to me, I said, hey, if you want to come on, talk about what's going on locally. Yep. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll do that. So I would come on once a month and do a full segment on what's going on on the local scene of golf. And I would always make sure that I would show up. I mm-hmm. never did it over the phone. Right. And started to get a chemistry with you. I got a chemistry with Corby. And and uh, when Corby moved to the orphanage or whatever it was called, the rant. Mm-hmm. When he moved to the rant, um, you needed a new co-host. And it was an easy way to mm-hmm. pop in. And that's been 20 years. So Long time. Um, Good stuff. So, yeah. So, all that's that. It. All that and next. Yeah. So anyway, it's been a great 25 years. Thanks for everybody for listening, doing all that stuff. Reading. Um, reading. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we're it. probably going to do, I was thinking about um, this, all the, the highlights and lowlights of the 25 years. So I'm going to write about that in December. Might take the full issue. Yeah. But I've got a couple years. people, uh, you know, we've had over the years, a bunch of editors who are going to write something. Cool. Uh, Mark Harrison of Netsy and, Mark Harrison in North Texas PGA kind of started his career the same time I started the magazine. Yep. So we kind of grew up together. There you go. And uh, proud of him and where he is, and that, that's cool too. So he might write something. And so, yeah, it'll be kind of fun. Beautiful. Marriage made in heaven. <laughs> All right. It's about 10.09 on the little ticket. Up next, we'll give you a recap of some of those leaderboards and uh, what our plans are for maybe Thanksgiving. All right, whether you like it or not, one more bonus segment of the T-Box. 
as we lead you into SMU football. EA stepping it up on the return music. He is stepping it up today. Nice job by everybody. In fact, I'm going to thank everybody up front here. PGA Tour Superstores for being our lead sponsor. Don't forget the 50 off 250 special at any one of the four showrooms. Just mention T-Box when you check out. And out here, Michael Corkum filling in for Kern today, engineering. Uh, next week will be at Crest Cars. And uh, back at the station, EA Azad. Wonderful, wonderful job. And Dylan Reed. Now they turn on his mic, deliver some stellar tickers. By the way, here's a tidbit for you. Okay, I'll take a tidbit. Jake Redslaff. Yeah. Is a starting QB this week at BYU. Okay. He's Jewish. Did you ever think a Jewish quarterback would be starting at BYU? No. I remember Gus Ornstein in 1994. Gus Ornstein. Ju- uh, started for Notre Dame. It's like a Jewish quarterback starting for Notre Dame. That's pretty cool. So to speak. But how about that? Well, if you're good enough, people will look the other way. Good timing for BYU, too. Also. So the only one I said, famous Jewish football player is Sid Luckman, number one. Oh, there's some. Lyle Zato. Yep. Ron Mix. There you go. Frank Reich. That's right. Coaching uh, Carolina mm-hmm. for at least the next few games <laughs> before they die. Uh, okay, so leaderboard. Right there. Some guys making some moves at the RSM Classic. And, uh, again, top 125 get to keep their full card. So it's a little early. Yeah, very early. But Ryan Moore is five under through seven. And he's gone from 128 to 106. That puts him in play. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love stories like that. The only downside of it, he's knocking somebody out. Right. Well, it's it's a zero-sum game. Yep. I think a tournament like this, when you when you have a player in this predicament, this is where the caddy earns their all their money. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to have to talk these guys off a cliff. Um, there's a lot of time in between shots. And so that can that can absolutely uh, kill your confidence. Yep. And if you need to make a par on the last hole to keep your card, and these guys all know the number. Trust me. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So some people want to know. Some people don't want to know. By the way, we're talking about Kevin Tway. Mm-hmm. He's two under through nine right now. He's moved himself from 161 to 155. Okay. I just wonder is if conditional. Get, 150 is conditional. Get, 12, get, get roughly 12 events. Yeah. I, I, and I'm not sure he's ready to go back to the Corn Ferry. Well, the money's gotten a little bit better, but it's it's a mindset. Are yeah. you willing to put in the time and investment to get back, or are you just say, you know what, I've given this a lot of years? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's something everybody wrestles. By with. the way, Kelly Kraft, who started one fifty seven, mm-hmm. he's even through three, um, but he's eight under for the tournament. He's at one stands right now at one forty nine. Boy, what a stressful round that is. Well, right now. it's this round. Next round is more stressful. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to play yourself out of it today. No. By any means. No. Yeah, it's. Uh, I will say one thing about golf. It's a meritocracy. It doesn't matter how good, I mean, how nice a person you are. You better put up some numbers. That's all it boils down to, yeah. which is kind of the good and bad of it, I guess. So Grayson Sig's, Grace Sig's playing well. He's tied for the lead right now. With Ludwig? L- University of Georgia alum. Hopefully he'll... Uh, 
he'll finish by 2.30 so he can watch the Georgia game this afternoon. So it used to be Oklahoma State, maybe SC. I'm trying to think of all the great, uh, maybe Texas, all the great colleges that would put out the most PGA Tour players, maybe Stanford. Georgia has to be the overriding. Right now, yeah. The last, yeah, last 15 right now. years yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. When do they? When, when and how do they become good? Good coach. And he's, good coach. Same one is still there. Good right? coach, and they have a they have a golf course on campus. Yeah, that's a decent golf course, and it um, it had a corn ferry tour event there. Okay, so you know, there's something to be said about you know when my kid played played in uh, UT Golf Club's a great course, but it's 30 minutes from campus. Right. Where my kid played, he he had a 30 minute drive to the. How far is the Rawls course. course from Tech? Right on campus. Oh, okay. Which is why a guy like Ludv- Lud- Ludwig. Yes, thank you. Oh, bear. He would go there because it, it, you know, it, there's a value to that. Now, I will tell you, if you're thinking about a sport for your kid mm-hmm. and you're thinking about what they can do in college, let me give you a couple reasons why golf would be good. One, um, golfers don't get hurt like they do in football. Typically not. Two, um, there's... There's a lot of colleges with golf programs, mm-hmm. and it's not a money uh, revenue generating sport. So if you're aggressive, you can find. And if you go to the TJGT and you get my wife to help you or somebody help you, you'll find a place to play if you want to play. Yep. Three, if you're a dad or a mom, mm-hmm. there are eight tournaments a year, right. four that your kid can play in: four in the fall and four in the spring. Mm-hmm. That's eight times your kid's okay with you going to visit them. There you go. And the final one, in most colleges, like a UT where there's or, or where my kid went to at a Patriot League school up in uh, up in Northeast, because the golf course is not on campus, the freshman golfers are the only freshmen allowed to have a car. How about that? Nice. So there are values to be hidden perks. A, yep, hidden perks. Yeah, I would say, in uh, colleges have just gotten more. So much more competitive, and all the good golfers that are coming out now, and they're and they're ready made for the tour. This is not like back in the day when you had to figure it all out and everything. These guys are ready to rock. I mean, so I was watching the Golf Channel this morning. Obear, if he had enough whole, enough rounds to play, he would be the number one driver on tour. Like his, they take your distance and they take your accuracy, and they right. add him total up. driving. Yeah, he was at like a twenty-five. I don't know, thirty. The next closest was in the fifties. Really, Scotty Scheffler was in the eighties. So where was Rory? I thought was, I didn't think anybody was better than him. No, uh, no, I'm just saying right now. If remember, he doesn't count. He hasn't played enough. Ludwig, right? If they're if they're extrapolating it right now, but it just goes to show you, some of these guys can all hit it far. It's it's still a it's still a distance game, mm-hmm. and it never will change. And uh, and whoever puts well that week is going to win. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know they're all really close. A lot of good, a lot of good guys out there. I'll say this though: there are times where if your irons, they always say drive for show, putt for dough. Mm-hmm. That's if that's for guys who are hitting the ball pretty well. Yes. If you if you're not hitting your driver well, it ain't driving for show. That's now you're scrambling to put something together. But and, something about the uh, the approach is how good you are with your long irons, long and medium irons. Those are the ones that tend to do the best on tour. Of all the things you want, 
I mean, again, you, your putting gets hot and they get cold, and mm-hmm. and it always makes me laugh when I see the driver advertisements, and they'll always say this is the longest driver on tour. They never say the straightest. No, we all look. It's the toughest at, club to hit. They're for, not for advertising to get John Rahm to hit their driver. They're getting us trying to get us to hit their their driver, and we care about length, right? Right. And because you know, you think about it, we all can dink one out there straight. Mm-hmm. It's typically we need we need to be longer. We need to get to that par five, and we're all thinking about hitting the ball longer. That's all we care about. And there's nothing worse than playing with somebody that's Walmarting you. And they they got a short iron in their hand, a wedge, and you're you're popping a seven iron in or a six iron. Boy, that gets exponentially tougher. I mean, it really does. And and we were talking about Michael Kim earlier. He said the number one thing for even guys on tour is when you have a long iron in your hand, just play for middle of green. Yeah. You don't go flag hunting because even at our level, the chances of getting a close with a with a four iron or something like that. Especially with wind and God knows what else, slope of the green, it's it's crapshoot. So Monday, I played in a charitable event. How much mm-hmm. time we got? We, got we have um, one minute. And I got to play with Art Salinger, a uh-huh. friend of ours, yeah. right? Long drive guy. Long drive guy mm-hmm. who hurt his back, <laughs> and he goes, "I can't full swing." So I'll still play, right. but I can't full swing. And watching him hit a ball two fifty, which is all he would hit off the tee. I'm hitting a two fifty, whatever. Um, but all of a sudden, where his wedge game's so good because usually that's all he's got. Sure, right? He's he's hitting flip wedges in anywhere. Watching him, and by the way, his back hurt him so bad. I don't know what he would normally hit, but we'd be at 150 yards, and and he's hitting a cut seven iron mm. for 150. Yeah, which would probably be it's a like, normal nine iron. Probably a wedge. wedge. For him. It's yeah. nine iron for me. I'm yeah. sure it's a wedge for him. And he's hitting cut seven irons and actually leaving them short. Huh? It was funny. But you could see the difference in his thought process of the game because every hole for him is reachable. Sure. As long as he is. Every par five is reachable. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're hitting the ball not his length. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not short, but I'm not. I'm not Relatively, yeah. To, yeah. And all of a sudden, we're not, we're not where we need to be in his mind. It changed his thought process for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. And so, like when we talk about pure swing, go get some lessons over there. Um, if anything else, he'll sh- uh, uh, Anthony Broussard will show you how to make the most um, efficient contact. You know, they yep. call it smash factor and all that. And you yep. how to no, most amateurs can't compress a golf ball. Right. You learn how to do that. It's amazing how far, and you're not really swinging any harder. Nope. Anyway, uh, time to go. Have fun. While I listen to the SMU game, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week at Crest Cars, and so until then, uh, go ponies, go dogs.